Well, we're talking about deep voices. Ooh. <laughs> Boys are back. <laughs> You're in a sultry voice of three middle-aged men stuck in a house. I appreciate you calling me middle-aged, but I'll speak for myself, Tim. I'm not stuck in the house. I want to be stuck in the house. I'm not stuck in the house. I'm stuck in the house. Motherfucking Rona. Well, I don't know yet. We're still waiting. Let's see. Fucking Rona. On on what was the nicest day, the nicest day of the year, <laughs> waking up at five o'clock in the morning to go get fucking tested and then quarantine yourself for seven days, fantastic, fantastic. Everybody you can't open out. a window. <laughs> <laughs> you seen my house? I don't have many very. I don't have many windows. Open the front door and just stand outside with a stand in front of it with a mask on. Just to, no, just. Let have a yardstick, but like, don't pass the yardstick. <laughs> um, it was a beautiful day for the world, apparently. <laughs> Everybody was yeah, up. Yeah. They, were, they were firing fireworks over chill. here. Everybody chill. 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 Uh, it, chill. Yeah. 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 We're back to status quo. <laughs> like, chill. Right. It's not, just place it with another old white guy. So you shoot off fireworks once we don't have to wear our mask. How about that? Mm. Yeah. I'm down with that. Then I'll shoot some fireworks. Wait, wait. Yeah. Shoot out the fireworks when we're able to have three stakes in the same room. Because we're actually recording in the same room. Right. None of the Zoom shit. Well, I just ordered dinner, though. So I, and I told him, just leave it on the front doorstep. Please. Life took advantage of this weather and grilled a whole bunch of chicken. Wait, wait, wait. I'm throw some at your door if you want. Just drive by. <laughs> Leave the window open, my engine. <laughs> just hear a thump. <laughs> thump. Right. Oh shit, that sounds like Sean's drive-thru. <laughs> I, know, yo. I still got the arm. I ain't got the wheels no more, but I still got the arm. <laughs> How the fuck? You're a lefty though. What? Oh, so that's gonna be a fucking hook shot. <laughs> if you're driving. Uh, nah, nah. <laughs> Unless you're unless you're making sure that you're driving southbound on my street, because then it's a shovel pass. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh gosh, Sean is a lefty. You seen that 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 I guess is a TikTok. Somebody who's like, "What lefties do?" No, not yet. My man, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't finished TikTok like my wife has. <laughs> she finished it. <laughs> Hold on a second, babe. You finished TikTok. <laughs> you finished TikTok. There's no FYP like, like for, like for your page. Twice. I have. I think so. Who I saw a little like for? Xbox achievement thing pop up, like <laughs> platinum trophies. She won. <laughs> Congratulations on defeating TikTok. Right, you have defeated it, and it hasn't shot one video. Like that's amazing. You got you got through all the the weird twerking videos. No, she's got through them all. All the green screens. All, all yeah. the elbows. All the elbows. Right. All, the, no. all the weird unseasoned chicken movements. <laughs> she's heard every sound. <laughs> and there goes me sleeping on the couch tonight. Bam! <laughs> hey, now you can catch up. <laughs> hey. 
wouldn't be a week if unless I got myself in trouble. That's true. That's true. Well, welcome. We are here recording episode 97 of the Wise Men Wrestling Podcast with Rod, Ray, and Sean. We're all separated, especially me. Fucking Rona. It's like, it, I, I don't know what to say. It's like, we've done a lot to keep away from this shit for the past nine months. Mm-hmm. And be your Wait, I, I can't even say anything about myself. I work at a hospital. So yeah, you work at a hospital, so but you you take care of yourself. I mean, you were it's my like I've done everything you wouldn't want to do. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you take all these precautions, man. I got Lysol in the car. Anyway, Dude, what is that look? behind you? Other shoulder, man. Other oh, shoulder in the back of the room. Oh, that's Lysol. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's spray. Mm-hmm. That's cleaner because we're cleaning all the. Uh, and we're not allowing anybody to come in the house, or obviously, no. No. but everything that we're touching, we're cleaning the surface. This is, this is an introvert's dream here. Mm-hmm. This is why Rod's so pissed off right now. I mean, I mean, if we're gonna go on lockdown again. I'm still gonna be going to work. I'm just, and I can still do my shit. For this me. is the ironic, ironic thing about Rod's situation. Rona, he had to keep going to work. The only thing that kept them from having Rod at work is riots in the streets. And that barely worked because our store was the only store. <laughs> because the mayor needed it, that's why. The, 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 nobody wanted it. Yeah, that's it's true. It's the mayor's store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the mayor's store. How else is she supposed to get her snacks and her, mm-hmm. her whatever else she fucking gets? Yeah, classified. Not, allegedly. Not, 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 not a vehicle. Allegedly. Not a vehicle through the Puerto Rican restaurant that won't close up your All I want from Lightfoot is for her to come in the store one day so she can see me not charge somebody seven cents for a plastic bag. And I'm going to look at her. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I still forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's still happening. Especially like at Target. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a Rahm Emanuel thing, but like, she she could have come on. <laughs> it was like Preckwinkle with that bullshit ass soda tax, right? Ooh, that was <laughs> devastating. Yeah, that 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 hurt. It's like, I, re- I remember I was still in hotels, then. I remember having to do that upcharge. I was like, yikes! And it was all tax too. Yikes! Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know if you noticed, but my fucking sodas at McDonald's used to be one hundred eight. You're fucking with my shit now. Right <laughs> now, I got a budget. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because if I remember correctly, the pe- people that were pissed off the most were like dollar stores because like the tax was more than the damn that pop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would go in there to get those uh, the, three the Arnold Palmer uh, Arizona oh, joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like the the soda that you get with your hot dog at Costco is practically free. Yeah. But the tax <laughs> was, was still there. And wasn't there an argument about LaCroix? In that regard, too? Yeah, it was. LaCroix should be in the fucking pet aisle. Hey, hey. Along with with Coors Light. Bud Light. And White Claw. And White Claw. Wait, I'm glad I got headphones on for that. You'd start a fight in my house. (laughs) What, for White Claws? Yeah. What do you say? See? See what I'm getting? It hasn't been yet already. (laughs) See what I'm getting? See what I'm getting? 
I'm not even going to repeat White it because, <laughs> because I'm the one to get my ass beat by two Puerto Rican women, not you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be all right over there. Just drink a white claw. You guys could claw it out. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's screaming in the she's screaming in the back. It's like white claw. And, and, and now and now a message from our advertisement. White claw, the official drink of the Welshman Whisk. But the messed up thing is, since I have the like the green screen on, I can't see the other one sneak up on me like that. <laughs> no, neither can we. Oh, right. it's just an app that comes straight through. You can see a hand just. <laughs> I won't even know which one it was. I'll be like, oh my god. That's what happens when you mess around with those TikTok green screens. You can't see Man. reality. Man. <laughs> oh, she's coming. <laughs> <laughs> she's so tense. Well, she's in the she's in the right lens. There's two of them, man. And they have access to pots. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't tell don't tell her that we have an entire um <laughs> this little little litter box full of white claws out there. You got a litter box full of white claws. Litter box. Ridiculous. Oh How people get drunk off of that shit. You gotta drink like 50 of them. Mm. <laughs> Stop. So well, the election tested those limits. So, goodness, so. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it was probably, I, I had an issue where I had, uh, was immobile. So I can't tell you the last time I watched this much CNN. <laughs> Yo, they was wilding out near the end, though. I, it was great. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. One cat was like, dude, fuck off. I'm like, yo. Oh, yeah, that dude that turned around was like, wilding out. Well, because <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Because there was, there was there a story that said that the, you know, a lot of these journalists had to basically suck it up while he dude, would. All, I don't know. By Before they announced it, all of them were acting. It was like, like their last day on the job and they put in their notice. It's just off the cuff, like. Mm. Yo, fuck Trump. I don't even care if he gets elected. <laughs> it's like for as like that's why I said it's like the worst fucking day to go get tested for coronavirus. It's like should have been out in these streets. Like, like yesterday, <laughs> like they were cracking on him in the morning, like, yo, look at this cat working hard on the golf course. <laughs> and he was back again at it today. <laughs> he had to shoot the he had the the, the two day total, that's why. Right, yeah. So enjoy all that golf, man. Jesus Christ. It is what it is. By the way, I, if you've seen my last Instagram post, I am up to now 26 pieces of candy of this 185 bag count bag. <laughs> Eat all this candy before I get released. So, random fact about candy that I learned in the past 24 hours. I don't want to hear this hospital propaganda. No, we don't. Fake news. Nope, no, no, no. <laughs> this is actually about like um, MREs. Me and, me and Sonya were watching some videos about people eating MREs. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't know, that MREs have like a random um, small sample of Smarties in everyone. Hmm. And that's like... Hate Smarties. That's like a cigarette. Hmm. Like people like gamble those things. Really? Gold. Straight up, like, be like, yo, Gold. you do my chores, I'll give you Smarties. Did she find that on a TikTok video? <laughs> no, it, they they were talking about it on the video, and she reminded me. It's like, yeah, that, that's like legit, can't like crack. 
little Smarties. They were charms. They were the charm glow pop candy. Oh, that was a horrible. Hard candy version, not the glow pop part. Uh, Nobody wants that. Anyway, <laughs> nobody wants Smarties. Hey, 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 that was hey, horrible. Have you had an MRE? What the fuck is an MRE? First, yes, of I have. The cheese and crackers is what's banging in those MREs. Right. Like I want to. I, I am gonna legit try one. Nick. There's an army surplus store down on Madison, and I'm gonna get a whole bunch. Chicken a king. You know. Oh, don't do that, chicken a king. That's what Matthew eats to this day. It's like whoa. whoa. I just whoa. wanna. I wanna try that science experiment where you pour water into this bag that has a pouch at the bottom, and then the whole thing steams up. Oh, I yeah. Bill Nye, the oh, science survival guy. food kits. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You too can get a six month supply for thirteen ninety seven. At campingsurvival.com. That's all it costs? I'm going down the street. I know those cheese and crackers would be banging now. <laughs> yeah. so I, did, I did find a TikTok video to make Chicken my own. burrito bowl. <laughs> vegetable chili. Beef stew. You guys are really living it up with your MREs. Well, we're going to have to. Straight you know, up. This virus under control. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Throw, go throw a couple in my trunk. You never get no... I'm just going to go to Stock and Save and buy a bunch of super donuts. Those things don't last forever. No, don't do that. I thought they did, but they don't. I, I have no intention on them lasting forever. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to buy a week supply. Did you hear what I said? I'm stuck in a house and I'm in a house board. <laughs> That's a TikTok video too. Jesus Christ. Enough. All right. Speaking of well, social medias. Hey, if you're, just, if you're just not joining us, this is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, yeah but, the you know, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> at, at this point, uh, we do what we life, want. Life's been interesting. <laughs> we do what we want. Yeah. In some cases, depending on what night you watch. If you watch on Mondays, you can question if that's wrestling. Oh, God. I, I went there. I don't watch it on Mondays. I went there. No. Mm, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you you want to hear what I do on Mondays now? Uh, no, I'm packed to watching football. Ooh, that's wow. that's yeah. I thought you were gonna tell me playing 2K like I was this Monday, but that's not. Why do you still <laughs> play 21? I mean, it's just horrible. What? How did you learn how to shoot, or do you uh, just dunk on everyone? No, I I shoot. I press the button. I don't <laughs> use the stick. Fuck that. I the stick and the aim. No, I I turn both of those off. I don't care. Oh well. And I'm basically just like biding my time until I trip in my house and there's a PS5 in there. Then I'll play the new version. I am very happy that on launch day I will be home. So Claire and I will skip Matthew's school so we can try to buy one online. <laughs> so yeah, I mean you know, I'm impressed. If I don't, we don't get it. We don't get it. I'm not worried about it. It's like at some point they'll be available in I'm, stores. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm pretty sure. This isn't going to be a we-like situation. I did hear a good question from someone the other day where Apple never has this problem. No, they're making it in abundance so that there's no... Never, like, never hear of like a shortage of iPhones. There's a back order. At launch. Yeah, there's a <laughs> like back, back order. is one thing. Like you, you got to wait it. another week. I had, right. Yeah, I had the 11 Pro on back order and I got it three days later. Right. I'm like, we're back. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's like, like, yeah, that's like shenanigans on a shortage of supply BS, whatever. Got to create a demand. Yeah, it's, 
Ugh. So, Rod, when do you get your Xbox? Um, around my birthday. Even though I feel like I should take a chance to order one anyway because people have been getting them early. Early? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people um, getting them early. If you, like, pre- if you pre-order with Walmart, some people who pre-order with Walmart have actually got one already. Yeah. Is it, and, can you activate it, though? Is it one of those things that's just pretty until the 12th? No, because they, they asked um, Xbox for a statement, and they're just like, congratulations. Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. It's like an accidental golden ticket. Yeah. Oops, we made too much. It's like Michael Scott. We gave it to all the, comp- the same company. <laughs> I mean, I like what both systems have done, where, you know, previous to the, the generation that we're in, where it seems like a lot more games carry over. Yeah. I am like, pretty- I got four games now. Yeah, I got four games that are going to be able to be directly carried over onto the PS5, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I pre-ordered uh, Miles Morales. By the way, somebody's got my Spider-Man, right? I have your Spider-Man. I can throw that through the window with the chicken. No, no, no. no just save it just in case I need it uh, for a trade-in for that Xbox. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I already pre-ordered Miles Morales. Almost get almost committed to the Watch Dogs Legion game. I heard good things about it, but I wanted to wait until I seen like a playthrough, like you recommended the other day. Yeah, and I, Cyber whenever that fucking comes out. I what comes out first? Oh, hold on, what comes out first? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or a vaccine for the virus? <laughs> Not fun. That's a good question because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure at least Pfizer's gonna try to eke one out before um, Trump leaves. Nah, I think that's a wrap now. Yeah, because yeah. no, it's there's, like there's there's no benefit, unnecessary pressure on these companies. Now, 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 everybody can ease off and get it right. Yeah, exactly. So now, I think yeah. now I'm more inclined to like, all right, I'll get this vaccine. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have a choice. Um, do, do I think it's like I said. I think in some cases we're not gonna have a choice, depending on your yeah your job situation. Yeah, first I think that's doctors, case. yeah, emergencies. You know, everybody that's been out since early uh, March. <laughs> All of WWE. Yep. Yeah, they'll <laughs> be the first. To get it. Yeah, <laughs> good shit. <laughs> they should just like take it, take like a couple dozen helicopters and just spray it all over Florida. Or do like well, a- that's, the, that's the funny <laughs> thing. Like Florida, Florida's not even a hot spot no more. <laughs> it's everywhere else. <laughs> it's like in places like Wisconsin, Michigan, South Dakota. Well, Texas is about to pop a million. Yeah. Good work. Well, I mean, it sucks too because it's, I mean, the South is better. I bet you, I bet you in some way, Booker T takes credit for it. <laughs> if he does, I hope Stone Cold hits him with the vaccine across his head with. With a carton of milk, like he was in the, the grocery store. <laughs> oh, you look thirsty. <laughs> um, yeah, but the South has been battered, and what Florida is about to get hit with right now with another tropical storm hurricane. That's like the untold story of 2020. That we've gone um, the entire alphabet and the half of the Greek al- alphabet already. <laughs> right, like this 2020 hurricane season is like has been record setting but because there is no cruising and you know nothing really going on out there 
you know, unfortunately, you know, people haven't really been talking about it. It's been 28 name storms. And Etta, which is so far to tie with um, 2005 for the most active. 12 have been hurricanes, five that have been category three or more higher. With a damage total so far of over 33 million, billion, $33 billion US. <laughs> like literally they've gone through the alphabet and now they're on ETA. The guy we know that is, what's ETA? <laughs> ETA. I don't know. Yo. <laughs> Now they're just making up, like, that's not even a Greek word, like, Edda, like, what? Bro. That's fucked up. So, I mean, no, you know what's fucked up? This, 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 you know when 2020 hits hard? New England had an earthquake today. <laughs> you brought that up, and I was like, I was playfully. Like, that, that, that headline alone, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> New England had an earthquake of 3.6. All that damn like, celebrating. <laughs> no, that's Boston, man. Ain't nobody celebrating Boston. <laughs> oh, there, I'm sure there's a bunch of Sweet Caroline chants going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking dope. And anybody um, um, get the creeps of that um, Simpsons map from like 15 years ago that looks identical to Biden's map right now? Yeah. Bro, I, that legit gave me the creeps. Nothing else gave me the creeps, but that legit gave me the creeps. Everybody, everybody wants to sit there and talk about Jay Z being a part of the Illuminati. I was like, has anybody looked at Matt Groening at all? Oh, dog. He's well, he's got a he's got time machine in his basement. I swear to God, it, it, he's he's not he's not of this earth. He's it's, it's mathematics. Okay. And because there's been so many Simpsons episodes, there's bound to be one to have one. No, he's a he's a legit math genius. Okay. Like a super duper math math genius, and he applies mathematics to statistics to kind of predict certain things. And he just keeps nailing it on the head on like weird stuff. Well, then he needs to he needs to start. Why is he in Hollywood? He needs to be good Vegas. <laughs> yeah, this dude needs to hook me up. With the Back to the Future almanac, well, well, I mean, I'm taking he, this cat. I'm taking this cat to the casino like Rain Man, kid. I mean, he's he's oh. it's like 79 like seasons of The Simpsons. I think he can buy Vegas at this point. because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not only on Fox, isn't it? Which uh, streaming service is it on? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. yep. And you get hey. that Futurama money too, don't you? Yeah. Futurama money, yeah, yeah. He's still getting, and that's still heavy on uh, Comedy Central. They brought it back. Yeah, they brought, they brought it, back. it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they brought it back a couple times. Guy, if you could bring Family Guy back from the dead a couple times, you can bring Futurama back. You know which one I really wish they would bring back? Freakazoid. Yeah, that's Freakazoid too. Yeah, Freakazoid, Freakazoid was pretty dope. I thought Animaniacs was making a comeback. They are November they are. if they have new episodes on Hulu. On Hulu, man. Cool. I'm excited. I am excited. I hope I hope they go all in, man. Yeah. Make Not it. on a kids network no more. Fuck the kids. Just play ball. Fuck Just play ball. Kids. Know who you know who your audience is. Just play ball, man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, back in the day, give us you know, the Animaniacs was low-key a mature anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh boy, saying I fingered Paris. Like, wait, what? No, <laughs> Prince. I fingered Prince. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Chill. Chill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 30 minutes into the shit, we still haven't talked about wrestling. <laughs> Yes, we have. All these are WWE storylines. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the thought process. This is a we have recapped look. Raw. <laughs> yeah, this is a live look in at the writer's room because they've already written the episode that's been thrown out. So let's talk about some other shit. <laughs> Such good shit. <laughs> All right. Oh. Where are we going to start with this? Let's start off with some, like, a tip of the cap. All right. A tip of the cap. Um, to Kylie Ray, who, since our last episode, has announced she is no longer a professional wrestler and is going to retire from both wrestling and social media, which I think almost go hand in hand these days. Um, but much respect to Kylie, Kylie Ray for A, recognizing that it was time to go. Um, I think way too many performers in general in every form of media and sports um, find it hard to know when it's time to step away, both from a mental health standpoint and a physical health standpoint. And if you are able to walk away in good sound mind, body and spirit, you should be able to do that. Agreed. JB agrees. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, best wishes to Kylie Ray um, and whatever endeavor she takes on next. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at anybody who does what's necessary to take care and look out for themselves, numero uno, um, especially when it comes to mental, physical, emotional health. Um, I mean, with everything that we've been exposed to over the past year um, in the wrestling world from the back end, you know what I mean? Like, not everybody needs to be, you know, send a hero that we see on television, you know? People really need to take care of themselves. Like, really, truly take care of themselves. So I'm happy um, for her to get out whenever she felt like she needed to get out. Um, and I will say this because I just, I can't let it go. Um, I'm going to leave it alone as long as she stays going. I mean, I expect her face to show up again sometime in the future in a different capacity, you know? Um, but If she comes back to wrestling, it's it's kind of almost the same warning that I put out last time, but I'm going to have to double down on this one. She comes back to wrestling, oh, there are questions <laughs> that got to be answered. And I don't think it's from the perspective of her per se, but more of the perspective of either what happened or what she saw that made us say, I got to go. 
because I can't help that in the in the in the back left corner of my mind, I'm putting together puzzle pieces between her exit, the timing of it, and um, somebody. I'm looking at this Don Callis situation, and I'm going, hmm. Well, why don't you expound on that Don Callis situation for those who might not know? Um, Don Callis showed up on Full Gear last night, so. I think he. I think they call him the senior vice president or senior executive over at Impact Wrestling. Um, showed up and actually called the match between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page um, last night on AEW Full Gear. Um, on the surface, it looks like they're making friends. Um, when Kylie Rae decided to take a step back from wrestling last time, she was stepping away from AEW. So I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> okay. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, truly, I do, I do wish her all the best. Yeah, <coughs> definitely. Especially since she's yes. Yes. one of our own local. Yes. Yeah. It also makes me have a couple words for Booker T as well. Hmm. We always we always got space for that. I mean, we should just develop a section where it's just. I mean, Kylie doesn't deserve any, but yeah. I mean, the thing is that Kylie Ray was the best export from Booker T's School of Professional Wrestling. She's out. You have nothing else. <laughs> you have nothing else. And we we and we uh, was it. Recently, wasn't like we were talking about other people need to hold open their schools. Didn't Cody Rhodes just sign two people from his training academy too? Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, enough of Booker T. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we'll need to get get up on that. Fuck him. So, um, what else? Some actual great wrestling happened over the past couple of weeks since we last spoke. Yeah, true. There's some good stuff. Um, I will. I will say this. Um, NXT, um, Halloween Havoc. Uh, I believe they still do the replays on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And of course, this is also available on the WWE Network. Yep. I would go out of your way if you're a casual fan, if you're a fan of the old WCW, um, if you just want to see some cool professional wrestling, um, some good storytelling, if you want to see a good, complete package, uh, it's worth it's worth your time to go out of your way to watch this show. I enjoyed this from top to bottom. Yeah, it was a really, really, really good card. And it was a Wednesday night, which made you feel like, Oh wow, they fit all of that into and two hours. Is I'm not, and of course we're not the only people that that share this opinion. They actually won, they actually won the ratings that night as well. So yeah, they did. Um, a rare ratings win for NXT on Wednesday nights over um, AEW. Um, yeah, I'm just because I think that's the more accessible show, and I, I don't really have too much I want to say about it in particular. Um, but it was great. 
And if you really want to see some great wrestling, especially with the women, um, killing just, it. yeah, killing it. Um, definitely check out Halloween Havoc. Uh, Worth your time. And somebody, somebody took advantage of the fucking uh, quarantine time, Mister Mister Dunn. <laughs> Jesus, man, came back ripped. Yeah. It's like I almost busted out the exercise bike. It's like, it's oh, like that 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 plant think? life according to according to him. Oh no, no, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of those outside connections, Pat, Pat McAfee. That wasn't a a one time thing, apparently. He, Pat, he, I don't think anybody should have, should have expected that to be a one time thing, because he's been lingering around WWE for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know W. I know Triple H was a fan of him. I know Vince wasn't, <laughs> so that's probably the reason he's been kind of kept on the sidelines up to this point. Now that uh, Triple H has found a way to bring him in, now he's in, and then he's already shown like he's an asset. Um, in our ironic sense, before. Pat McAfee came back. I was thinking that NXT was losing its identity in so many sorts and just becoming another WWE vehicle. Um, And I'm not saying it's Pat McAfee himself who brought NXT back, but just like timing perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, it brought it back to the way it was where, you know, NXT used to be this, well, and and it's still kind of the show where, like, from week to week, you were excited about what was going to happen next. But over, I would say, since the beginning of the pandemic leading up to about a month ago, it it became just an alternative to AEW, in my opinion. I mean, good wrestling, but it didn't have that luster it did pre AEW. And I think the numbers showed that as well. And I think they recognized that and they decided to have a Corona party because <laughs> they saw Survivor Series coming up. It's like, you want to be a part of that? <coughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. And decided to separate themselves from totally, that main brand. Totally brings a new name, new meaning to Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And, and shouts out to um, shouts out to all the the, the wrestling journalists, um, uh, Jason Solomonster and uh, Sean Rousseau for normalizing uh, Corona Coliseum. <laughs> I'm gonna thank you guys for that. <laughs> I was pretty funny. I, I do do enjoy that. <laughs> Down there at the COVID Coliseum. That's great. <laughs> COVID Coliseum. <laughs> and and I find it ironic in a way because AEW has caught a little bit of flack for having people in the stands. Yet WWE is the one with the outbreaks mm-hmm. when they've had no one in the stands. Message. 
Um, yeah, Florida's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to Florida. <laughs> if you do, go to Jacksonville instead of Orlando. I think that's the message. But <laughs> it, no, no. it's just, I think what, the thing I got from the most from Halloween Havoc, besides the action in the rain, is someone can make themselves a star without ever stepping foot in the ring, and that was Shotzi Blackheart. Yes. Shotzi, who was probably sidelined because she probably is dealing with a concussion situation. Um, but she took peanuts and made peanut butter. Straight up. <laughs> she made the most of it, man. Yeah. Really did. I mean, she was entertaining. She was the hostess with the mostest. You know, and it brought back, like you said, that old WCW feeling when it came to Halloween Havoc. Right. Um, Solomon made this point on his podcast that where, as the WWE itself, the main roster, they kind of suck at, like, gimmick pay-per-views. But it seems like NXT just knows how to knock these out of the park. And the fact that we're... We just... We just had this Halloween Havoc, and now we're probably going into another um, War Games. And those shows are always exciting as well. Like, we should just trust NXT with the gimmicks. <laughs> they knocked it out well, of the park. There's a difference in the gimmicks of both um, of what NXT is doing what WWE is doing. WWE he overdoes the gimmicks in their gimmick pay-per-views. Like three Hell in a Cell matches in a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Bit of overkill. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween Havoc was a vibe, you know, more than it was, you know, a gimmick. Like there were no, it wasn't like a Halloween Havoc match per se. Right. And War Games is typically one match, if I'm correct. I think last year they had a women's and a men's, but for example, I mean, still not overkill. Right. And, but yeah, like WWE does something, they do like five of them, like money in a bank. You're going to have three of them or, you know, something stupid mm-hmm. where it just overblows. And then they put them, they back themselves in the corners like they did with Clash of Champions. Where, you know, like we discussed, you know, that you have to define every belt, but now you find yourself in a weird situation because your top stories don't involve belts. Yeah. Bruh. Like, (laughs) so now back to back pay-per-views, you haven't had your best wrestler or should I say your most over wrestlers on the card because you can't book them into these matches. You know, the fiend hasn't wrestled in what two or three pay-per-views now. I'm I'm okay with it just because of the direction the story is going. But normally, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, and then the whole Mysterio Aaliyah thing, like, God, well, I, again, like, I'm not saying I'm a fan of it, but they're investing so much time to it on TV. You would think they'd find a way to put it on a pay per view. It's the same thing, like, with uh, no retribution in any pay per views. It's, it's it's the same thing with like the Sammy Guevara. May Hardy thing. It's like, I just want that shit to end already. And for the love of God, I hope it did last night. Well, perfect segue into the other 
um, spectacular show to talk about this week, which is Full Gear. Um, the buy-in is not really so much um, friendly, casual friendly, unless you know what nefarious means to watching this show. But um, if you still believe in the pay-per-view model, this is worth 50 bucks to the believers. Indeed. To the believers. And I'll say this. A good portion of why it was worth 50 bucks was be- as much as I I shudder to think about it in this regard. The fan noise made a difference. Yes. Legit pops make a difference. Um, again, again, like I said, I shudder at the thought of it because of the world we live in right now. Mm-hmm. But from an entertainment standpoint, from a watching it on TV standpoint, the difference between piped-in sound, a live crowd, or a few wrestlers at ringside, there's a glaring difference between them all. You, you took the words out of my mouth. It's like we've complimented on this podcast what they've had. This would be number seven, seven pay-per-views since its existence, AW, and all of them were really good except Post-COVID, I, we, we said the same thing about the last pay-per-view, which was what? Um, what, was the, what was their last one? Was it All Out? Yeah, All Out, right? Yeah. All Out was disappointing for so many reasons. Right, and we paid for it. Well, I paid for it. It's like, all right, it's, it's harder. It's harder for AEW because there is no crowd. I mean, you can get away with some of the stuff with this Thunderdome stuff because, I mean, you can make it up, huh? You can make it up, yeah, yeah. And and not only that, but they seem to have a better production team when it comes to getting noise. It's like, oh shit, look at that. It's like, oh, everybody's responding, but it's just the past That's because couple, WWE has piped in noise before. They they're used to it, just right. like, <laughs> just like the Minnesota Twins. Back in the in the in the old uh, Metrodome, um, it, it's just really hard to engage. But they're lucky because they have really really good performers. So mm-hmm. um, last night was I, I enjoyed it for the most part. There's some matches that I could have done without, but um, I. Yeah, I think I I will say this, and and it's I will say it's the number two pay per view they've had all year, with the exception of um, Revolution being number one. And again, Revolution's number one because of the crowd. Again, like like the Chicago crowd was electric for that one, and that was beautiful. I mean, that was the. That was, in my opinion, honestly, that was their top pay-per-view so far. Like, throughout their existence. It's been, Ooh. it was that good. Ooh. And maybe it was because it was different because I was in the crowd. Right. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, but, a, but that's the stuff that you want, right? It's like you want to sell that type of experience because then it becomes word of mouth. And now, now you got a bunch of people paying 50 bucks for these pay-per-views who are not going to go pay you know, the prices in Chicago in the middle of February to try to, you know, come and hang out. 
I was just a huge fan of that paper. That paper was fantastic. <laughs> no, it, no it, it, it was. It definitely was it. And all gear, full gear, full gear made me miss that the days of wrestling in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well said. You know, from the starting match with, you know, Omega and Paige, which took us a year to get to this match, and it was worth it. Yes. Um, you you could you could make a case that it was arguably the best match of the night. Nah, I wouldn't argue with if you felt that way. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm still giving that to the Bucks and FTR man. And they put on the yeah, that, yeah. that they promised us on Twitter, <laughs> bro. That, that was great. The the FTR Bucks match, I had lower expectations of for the simple fact, most of the time we wait a long time for a match, it the hype becomes so big that it the match itself cannot even touch it. AKA AJ Styles and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a perfect analogy, but. This one did, and then, like it was insane. Mm-hmm. I just kept, I just kept cringing at how many times those Jordans got creased. <laughs> Bucks board. and the first thing I said too, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" As like Bucks come out in fucking Lakers colors, FTR comes out in Celtics colors. Los Angeles hasn't had a, and, took an they, L this year, so I'm going Bucks. <laughs> I'm going. And Bucks. they, and they got us. By the stories coming out the day before about Matt Jackson's knee, yeah, it, it was a hook line. It was all it was over. Oh, it was like, talk. Major star gets injured before pay per view. I was like, oh shit! And it, it explained know. so much because it explained why the Bucks hadn't had a real match in months. It just made all perfect thing. You're sitting here like crap. Yo, the, now, the Bucks, this is gonna this is gonna fuck up the match too. Absolutely, the, the the young Bucks have put on two of my favorite matches of the year. I mean, and the, they just <sighs> yeah, it, it was it was insane. You know, and I enjoyed that match. So yeah, so and, talk to, talk to the internet and tell them that the young Bucks are not spot monkeys anymore. Like we can <laughs> we can dent that narrative. They're not flippity floppity guys. They're not spot monkeys. They are not without ring psychology. These guys know how to wrestle. They love this business. And, and, and this is what I want people to, to stop when it comes to wrestling, especially when people start talking about spot monkeys. When I think of people who talk about spot monkeys and, you know, spot monkeys are wrestling, like the Will, you know, we'll go to, with the Ricochets, the um, Will Ospreys. You know, those are the usual, and you know, Young Bucks, of course, are usually the names that come up when you call, you talk about spot monkeys. Mm-hmm. Before, and again, before he came in the WWE, those four names were the most, and are, the most popular names in wrestling, right? Right. So if you're pissed about spot monkeys, you are the same people who are pissed about hip hop and having no lyrics in well, popular music. You are the same people 
who did not listen to Jay-Z when he told you, you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear lyrics. You did not listen to the song him, M, and 50 said about syllables. So for you Jim Cornette fuckers in the world mm-hmm. who are bitching about the spot monkeys, look at the crowd who pops for it because that is what people want. That is what people pay for. And that's all the bucks are doing is giving people what they pay for. Now they went there and people were popping for the wrestling stuff, the one hour grind matches, they be Randy Orton. And we'll get to that in a minute. But that's the fact of the matter. While some of the promoters don't like that stuff, Vince, the fans pop for it. The fans pay money to see it. That's why matches with like Will Ospreay and Kota Bushi make, you know, Uncle Dave's, you know, you know, in between his legs get all warm. And I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> when you were trying to figure it out, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. no. But yeah. they, you just have to, you know, understand. I, Bruh, like, it's what people want. So shut up. And everybody left. I'm by myself. It's awesome. No, just have to <laughs> shut the door. Uh oh. This band is on kid. <laughs> it gets worse. Up, 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 wait, it gets worse. But yeah. Um, what are my thoughts about Full Gear? Those two were matches were awesome. Um, Orange Cassidy, I didn't expect that to be that entertaining of a match, but it was. <laughs> Orange, Orange, Orange Cassidy is a much smarter man than anybody gives him credit for. Yes. Mm-hmm. He understands his role because he's already shown he can, le- he can legit wrestle. Like, he could do all the stuff anybody else does in a ring. Mm-hmm. But he understands his gimmick and understands how to use his gimmick to get over. And that's literally the name of the game. He might not be in a position to be the world title holder, but he's always on the card. He's selling out his merchandise. The crowd pops for him. It's not a bad spot to be in. Yeah, and you had to also give it up to John Silver as well. Oh, yeah. So this mid-card... Well, AEW is looking very entertaining. Coming from this, coming from Darby Allen, winning the, the TNT, TNT Championship. Um, in, in another incredible match against <clears throat> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, indeed. that's a hell of a trade-off. No, they don't. They drop the uh, the bash at the beach. And all of these copyrights to get your name back? Yeah, so look out for uh, NXT Presents Slamboree. I'm looking forward for that one. That's what, that's what, and that's why I didn't want to jump into that while we were talking about like the Halloween Havoc with NXT. It's like mm-hmm. NXT is going to have a bunch of those now, now that they'll be able to get those for a name. It's a, it's, it's a hell of but, a trade. And this is the thing that I, 
it's a hell of a trade, but it, and it's something that's bothered me about NXT over the last few months from a competition standpoint. NXT keeps running these specials to compete with AEW, who's basically just running their regular shows. Mm-hmm. And that takes away from what NXT used to do that made it so great. NXT just used to be a great show. It didn't need gimmicks. It didn't need specials. I mean, I totally understand why they do it. Um, it doesn't matter how close or how far you want to put NXT to the main roster. That's always going to be a place. That's always going to be a cookie jar that Vince can stick his hand in at any given time and take whoever he wants from there, whether or not whether he watches the product or not. And that makes it very difficult to build a show around faces and stars. Um, but even on the main roster, they do shuffling and drafts and all this other crap. So and, and it just speaks to that issue that you guys were talking about in all sports where they don't build stars anymore. They don't build around names. They build around events and stadiums. Um, and unfortunately, that's what NXT is going to suffer from um, is not being able to build around anybody because as soon as we get to really loving somebody, pluck, they're gone. And it's still being considered moving up to the main roster. That's the, still the, the language and the jargon that's used. Um, the, the, the silver lining in this, and in, in Triple H being such a WCW fan, is that when carefully curated, these are still awesome shows. And in terms of competition, they work. Yeah. Like, and it is, you're not going to tell you're not going to be able to convince a McMahon or, or anybody on that side, anything. You're not going to be convinced of anything if something is working. So it's kind of like NXT will continue to not have a, a solid identity, mm-hmm. but um, when allowed to do certain things, like taking, the, taking these old WCW gimmicks, I mean, they, they're doing them right. <laughs> they just just do but it also lends in my opinion to the perception Vince McMahon has of WCW mm-hmm. NXT and AEW that they are all three brands are lesser than Ron Smackerdown yeah I mean, we know that already So yeah, my other thoughts about Full Gear. Um, I want to make sure I give all the flowers first. Um, Before you break, I want just to, I want to give a flower to any Kingston. Yeah, there you go. If you would have told me, shit, in July, <laughs> <laughs> that Eddie Kingston would be headlining a pay-per-view 
on pay-per-view. For, in the for next five years. In yeah. the next five years. <laughs> I would have asked, what's in your cup? <laughs> you already know what's in the cup. White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Mango, White Claw aside. <laughs> The way they did it in a short, relatively short period of time, mm-hmm. and frankly, on the basis of his ability to cut promos, is a testament to everybody involved. Because that's not something that's supposed to happen in our in our world of wrestling. It's just not. You're right. It, it's just not supposed to happen. I credit Eddie Kingston for being able to cut a promo on a bag of Sour Patch Kids. I credit Moxley, who you know spoke up to make this match happen. Tony Khan for allow you know allowing it to happen. Just for being a fan. That's what I'm saying. Like this. Everything that came to make this match happen. And let's just make this clear. Like, I've been to several AAW Pro shows here in Chicago. You know, an indie promotion that doesn't air on TV. Eddie Kingston never headlined any of those. He was never the marquee guy, even on the indie show. No. Even when he came back to um he was an nwa for a heartbeat mm-hmm. wasn't a marquee guy in that no he was the same cat in impact he was the voice behind lax the hype man whatever you want to call it right this man wrestled what was that like a 30 35 minute 40 minute match hardcore match mm-hmm. with the number one PWI wrestler of 2020. I'm going to paint this picture for you. That is the equivalent of Machiavelli, whatever he calls himself in NXT, getting to wrestle Daniel Bryan on a pay per view. <laughs> That's the way people need to look at it. Not supposed to be there. And I'm saying he doesn't deserve it because he sure as hell did. But people need to recognize the possibilities that are happening in wrestling in general right now. Because people are getting opportunities they would have never had a year ago. Yeah. But I love it. I love that we're to this point now where People are not afraid, and promotions are not afraid to take this industry and turn it upside down. We need I mean, we, we needed this reset button. I mean, Sarah D was a coach at NXT six months ago. That's all she, she would ever be. Right. In the WWE system. Correct. And now she's holding the NWA women's title. And defended it on television. Hmm. And now is in a feud between two former NWA champions. That's what wrestling is doing for us right now. 
It's insane. It's he did get a lot of shit on Twitter about his uh his gear though. Who? Oh. Kingston. Uh and I'm I'm sure he I'm sure he cared a whole bunch. He can handle it. We gotta hook him up with Makazi. <laughs> I'm sure he got cared a whole he, bunch. He, he, he can handle it. It's fine. He's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. I put it like this. Nothing knowing knowing the people he's surrounded by, anything that was said on Twitter had nothing to do has already nothing been said. to compare with the people backstage there. <laughs> 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 right. Jericho walking up to you. What the fuck is that ass clown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But continue. I apologize. Go with you. Um, but yeah, before I guess before I get into the biggest thing I want to talk about, uh MJF and, and Chris Jericho. Thoughts. <sighs> That's a heavy sigh. Yeah, it was because, in my opinion, this is a feud that didn't need to happen. Okay. Um, and it was swimming upstream from the very beginning because you are you're trying to perform. A um, a few between two top heels who are very much alike with no stakes involved. There's, there appears to be no motivation on either side for competition besides being the, the top asshole in AEW. Wouldn't you say that this was like, kind of like a test run considering this was the first time that we've kind of seen a heel versus heel? In AEW, um, I'll, I'll be willing to go out on that limb um, just because it's one of those situations where you don't really have anything else for them to do right now. Correct. So, I like the idea of kind of pairing them together to do the comedy stuff because that's been great. I think we didn't get. I don't think. We got a chance to talk ever since um, the musical happened. <laughs> um, uh, but that was kind of unexpected, but a, a very sense-making um, situation that they came up with there. Um, I didn't. I knew that we were going to build to a match between them, um, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. I understand, like, you, you got to get them on the card some way, somehow. This is a major pay-per-view. Um, but they really didn't go in there with anything to do. Right. Um, so it took, it kind of took me out of the, out of the match aspect and for good reason, because the match wasn't really all that great at all either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see when I, when I, when I saw these two pair together, I, inner circle side, I immediately thought of. Jericho and Chris, Kevin Owens. Yeah. And again, stakes. Kevin Owens had the title. Um, so this could only end good in one way, and that's MJF screwing Jericho over. Yeah, I kind of figured that 
it's just that they're not getting to it or they're taking their time getting to this point. But I feel like a feud between Jericho and and MJF would be for control over the inner circle, being the leader of the inner circle. And that's where you lose me. And the reason you lose me, mm-hmm. name the last big match inner circles won. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I'm just saying, like, without that, I don't see why this match happened. Right. Like, that's just that's just me. Like, I don't – you couldn't continue with the comedy stuff until you got to that point where something was actually really on the line, not just membership. But I guess, like, now, I guess the storyline is that now he's going to be, like, the monkey wrench inside of the inner circle. Correct. And – and I guess I, I would have just booked this whole thing differently. Like, I would have added a part of this story where Jericho asks for the ring. Hmm. And that's setting MJF on a dark path. Like, it's all fun and games till you ask for the ring. Um... Because if it's just about MJF flipping, you know, being the cancer within Inner Circle and making its way out, from a creative standpoint, now you have an entire stable with nothing to do. And they already seem directionless in begin with since Jericho's lost the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and now even more so, I guess. Unless you you create a situation where they start picking sides or whatever, I don't know. But without again, without stakes, I mean, maybe the stakes the prize is Jericho's ego to MJF. Eh? <laughs> like, it feels like a reach. It's like eh? yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I hope to at this point kind of be surprised because it's not. That started going the way that I think is I thought it was going to go. So yeah. I'm just hoping I, mean, I just want to kind of be surprised by it. Yeah, I see what Jericho's doing because he's done it since he's been in AEW, which is picking a young star to bring up, mm-hmm. and it's MJF's turn, basically. Um, so I felt like this story could have made more sense right after he screwed Cody. Mm-hmm. instead of Jericho feuding with Orange Cassidy. Just from a timing standpoint. Because okay. both were like real hot. Both had just screwed over Cody. I mean, they kind of you know. started it back then, too. Yeah. We're kind of we're going back to it because they did kind of go their separate ways for a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, wrestling, some wrestling fans, most wrestling fans have short memories. Mm-hmm. So the details of that story really aren't hitting. Well, might not hit to some people, but I mean, with the match last night, I agree with you. And again, maybe it's the placement of the match, and maybe it was intentionally that way, where it wasn't supposed to be a great match because of the card that it was on. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have a match that wouldn't suck the air of the room, or whatever case may be. So. I mean, what match? Yeah, it, I mean, it followed 
It followed the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara match. Elite deletion. Which is a, another thing. I think we got to be done with Matt Hardy's cinematic matches. I'm going to have to say, say it. Okay. I think, yeah. I mean, I said it earlier and didn't want to spoil it. Um, yeah. Unless we get something new, but I don't feel like we got anything new out of the ultimate deletion. Um, I feel like it's followed the same pattern as before for the most part. I mean, it was cool to see Hurricane and Green Grail. But that's the only thing I'll say about it, that it was cool to see them, per se. Yeah, um, you were actually excited about Green Grail? I think Green Grail is one of those guys who, who got the raw end of the stick. Ultimately. Huh? Pun intended. Pun, all of it. <laughs> you said raw. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I just feel like what led him off the path that he was on has happened before and people have recovered and for some reason he didn't. So what else? Well, I guess that'll make me in a minority because I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there were some moments I, I wanted this. So I wanted this at the last pay-per-view. Okay. I know why we didn't get it. Why didn't we get it? We didn't get it because all of this, this is, this is the, this is the first one. This is the great thing that AEW is doing. The veterans are finding a little brother to take mm-hmm. under their wing and kind of bring them up. And Sammy is going to be one of the faces of this company going forward. This, the one thing that this pay-per-view did as a whole, it actually put over that next generation very well. After this, you kind of clearly saw who's next up. Okay. This feud has dragged on for so long because they are trying their best to get you to forget what Sammy Guevara got in trouble for. They want you to clearly see that he's quote unquote paying for it because he's not getting any wins in any of these situations. And he's kind of being dragged in every from one goofy situation to the next, to the next, to the next. They just want you to forget about what he did so that they can move on. Yeah, who, so who did? What Sammy did. I think, oh, right. Because that's, I mean, that's what's going to happen if, with the guys who got in trouble. If you're going to keep them on, you got to drag them through the mud in front of everybody, and you got to do it long enough for that thing to not be the, the, the you know, the topic of conversation per se. See, I, I think Sammy Guevara is in a different situation in that regard, though, because unlike everybody else, the person he affected has forgiven him openly, publicly. Right. Well, I mean, so, people were still killing him, though. Yeah. But they're not doing it anymore. No. So, I, like I said, for me, my, from my perspective, I understand why this feud has dragged on for so long. In my opinion, this is what should have happened at the last pay-per-view instead of Matt Hardy damn near killing himself. And 
in from my perspective, this is the reason why I signed Matt Hardy to this company to a be a mentor and to two, for two to do stuff like this versus actually wrestling inside of that ring. Um, it doesn't always have to be a elite deletion or a final deletion, but um, in a situation where you have like these partial capacity crowds um, and you're kind of infusing more sports entertainment into your wrestling product, which is not a bad thing if you're doing it right. Um, I personally want to see more of this. I think um, I, I think I can agree with you guys in terms of being done with the cheesiness of it. But the cinematic stuff from this, to the Undertaker match, to the stuff that Bray Wyatt does, like this is if if we're going to lean into sports entertainment to help us get us by, I want to see more of this. So for me, this was kind of like overdue. And was a hell of a lot better than than Britt Baker and Big Swole. Which I felt like would have been a lot better if he was involved in that instead of working his own program. Right. You know what I mean? So, and then as far as Gangrel and, and Hurricane are involved, you know that was a continuation from the last one, right? Enlighten me. Bing, it was the Easter egg. So the last, the last final deletion match they did was in, in WWE, and it was a Halloween special. <laughs> in the middle of the Halloween special, Gangrel kidnapped a hurricane. Right. And held him captive. Mm-hmm. The idea is that he's been captive for this long. And my heart, my heart, he told him, he's like, yo, what took you so long? He was like, yo, <laughs> I have to wait to get to AEW so I can finish the story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, that got a pop out of me. <laughs> so look at you with your Easter eggs. You're always paying attention. <laughs> I, I see these things, especially with these cinematic things. Like when you make a, when you do a cinematic match, everything that you film is on purpose. So you got to pay attention to everything. <laughs> so the Britt Baker and Big Swole was on purpose? <laughs> Unfortunately. And we're going to talk about these ladies next. Do we have to? I got something I need to say. Okay. No, I was joking, really, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I... Go ahead. So let me start with what I liked. Um, Nyla Rose came dressed as, as Mega Man. Cosplaying in AEW is king. <laughs> <Let's> Gosh. Just... <laughs> mm-hmm. They they just do it right. I'm I'm still I'm still popping over Omega coming out of Sands. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. And didn't they even do a little spot advertisement spot for AEW games? Yeah, because. Uh, they're gonna have games all over the place, man. Yeah, they already they already do like the D and D live streams and everything. Yeah, so it's gonna be kind of like his own thing now, and I guess that has to be the vehicle that they're gonna use to finally announce this AEW video game. Has to be. Wait, video games. 
Yeah. Tony Khan said yesterday there are going to be multiple video games within the next year. And with somebody like Kenny Omega involved around, bruh. Bruh. And then, you know, you got other guys, you know, like Miro, who are already on the Twitch game. They already kind of gave us a taste of that AEW up, up, down, down type life. That's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They just, you know, want to get off on the right foot. And, and that's what I'll give AEW credit for. While they do throw a lot of spaghetti against the wall, there are certain things that they take their time with. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of robust spaghetti. It's handmade spaghetti. Seven, I mean, hour, yeah. seven hour in a pot sauce. Right. But, I mean, there's some other times where you, you could tell they just, like, took a couple strands, threw it against the wall, see if it sticks. Like, no, nah, it didn't stick. All right, let's get some more. <laughs> Nightmare Collective. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that speaks to freedom. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which we'll get into later. <laughs> um, let me talk about these ladies real quick. Um, this was an okay match. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm saying that because I've seen this before. And I kind of also feel like they threw this on here because we had to have a women's match. We had to have a women's title match. Yep. Um, this AEW title doesn't feel special anymore. Nope. Um, part of that because the NWA women's title was here and that title situation looks way more intriguing than this one. Um. But I am going to throw the women in the match some bail because I feel like this is a match that they kind of just threw together at the last minute. There was really no story going into this um, at all. There really wasn't anything to care about. Um, You can argue, well, Vicky Guerrero was a difference maker. But ever since Vicky Guerrero announced that she was going to be um, the valet or the manager for Nyla Rose – um, correctly if I'm wrong, they've been on TV maybe once since then. Yeah, it hasn't worked out. Um, maybe AEW Dark a couple times, which in, in my opinion doesn't count. It may be canon, but that's for the nerds, you know? Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of special going on to this match, so I'm not going to blame the women for it. I'm going to put this on the company. We have been nothing but belligerent in asking and telling and demanding that this company um, take this women's division seriously. They've done things, but there's at this point, there's not a lot of oomph into it. You know what I mean? To take this, to take anything seriously in this company full of professionals who, for the most part, either want to be free, want it to be free, or have no interest in being uh, a part of the regime that is the WWE. Because let's just be real, we, we've been operating as a renegade company for quite some time. We can't stop taking the digs at the WWE, Right. You got a bunch of working professionals who just need an opportunity to go out there and work. Now you have 
AEW darks that have 12, 13, 14, 15 matches and people complaining about how long these shows are, which I have a rant for those guys as well. Because why are you complaining about a YouTube show? Stop it. <laughs> um, we were talking about before, they're not doing house shows, so they're not getting their reps. But they're getting plenty of reps now. They're getting plenty of exposure now. They're getting plenty of ring time now, even through a pandemic. You need to put these women in a situation where instead of trying to protect them or kind of just tack them on to this big thing that, in, in which you forgot about them, you need to give them enough rough to, for them to hang themselves at this point. You need to commit to some sort of standard so that these women have a real opportunity to make a difference on television and they pay per view. I think at the very least, you could have committed to two women's matches on this show. I understand this show was incredibly long. No, it wasn't. Well, there were complaints about tattoo. I'm not rolling with that either. I was, I was I still mean, able it, to play some call of duty last night. <laughs> as, as much as I like elite deletion, it, it went on a little, it went a little long. and there was another match that probably went a little long as well but I mean regardless commit to putting two commit to putting two women's matches on on, on pay-per-views going forward commit to putting two women's matches on AEW Dynamite two or three matches going forward if they suck they suck but at least you can't be accused of not giving these women opportunities absolutely well said that, that's that's pretty much my rant there. I'll say this about this whole women's situation. It feels like they're waiting for something. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. Right. Um, with the now, I do not want to discount, and I don't feel it's her fault. I definitely I'm gonna blame the company as well. She does a damn good wrestler. She could be the Oscar of AEW. And I say could be, you know, obviously booking, you know, comes to play and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I will. But they have yet to put her in a ring with somebody who could, who can showcase that. Even Nyla Rose. So. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me just finish. Um, They need to shit or get off the pot as it relates to the NWA Women's Championship. Um, as it relates, is it part of AEW or not? I agree. Um, if it's going to be your TNT Championship, fine. Book it like that. Have a championship match every week like you're doing with the TNT Championship. Um, but from the world title picture, it just it feels like they're they're waiting for something, mm-hmm. you know. And I speculate like I don't know if that's Tessa, I don't know if that's Statlander coming back, or some of these overseas people, you know, being able to come back. I don't know what that's that is, but 
this just feels like them spinning in mud and not really know what to do with it right now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, though. It's, like, it, it's, it's ironic out. because, and it's been said in many places, the NWA title is being booked better. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, how is somebody else, how somebody else's promotional championship belt <clears throat> your hottest feud on your promotion? It just doesn't make any sense. Oops. That's an and, oops. And, and we're, we're, we're far past the shit or the get, get off the pot at this point. Because we, this has been a constant, constant problem since its inception. Well, when it comes to the NWA title, the oops that they made with that is, frankly, just putting damn good wrestlers in a ring. Just frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment they put... Sierra Deeb and Thunder Rosa in a ring together. The moment they put Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse in the ring together. The moment, just like this Sunday, this Saturday, they put um, Serena Deeb and Ellie, Ellie K in the ring together. AK 47. These are women who rocked it on the, on the Indies. Who have wrestled together many times. Right. CRD trained half of them. <laughs> you're setting yourself up for failure if you think you're going to be able to put them in a ring together and them not steal your show. That is like Drew Gulak being in a ring with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> And you wonder why no one wants to watch the rest of your damn show. They are able to put the women that are wrestling in the in for this NWA title are able to put on matches with their eyes closed that are better than anything that has been done for the world title pitch. Just from an in-rings perspective. Now, we can talk all day about the trash ass. Promo CRD put together. <laughs> right, she may be a good yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But, <laughs> but once you put them in the ring, bruh. And then that match with Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse, where you can tell they want to legit smack the shit out of each other. That's fantastic. That just makes this match more entertaining. In the world title picture, you don't have anything close to that. No. And frankly, you don't have any wrestlers who can even bring that level. Now, Sheeta can bring that level, but I, again, she's not wrestling people who can bring that level of competition out of her. So I guess what I would have done, I would have flipped the booking on this one. I would go back three weeks to a promo that Vicky Guerrero cut about Nyla Rose being at the top of the division and not getting the opportunities that they deserved. Um, and I would have had I would have had that promo, first of all, I would have had that promo be on actual dynamite. And I would have let that promo, that promo would have led to a swerve. If you wanted to just book a badass women's match on full gear, I wouldn't have done 
Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. I would have done Sheeta versus I would have I would have gone back to the well of Sheeta versus um, Thunder Rosa. If you just wanted to throw something on there that was going to be cold, okay. but instead, I would have had Nyla Rose come out at the end of that NWA title match and destroy both of those women and have Vicky cut their promo saying that that's the butt that they wanted to go after. Just to do something interesting coming out of yesterday. I feel very differently about the, well, not differently. I just feel a certain way about the Vicky Nyla thing. Monsters don't need voice boxes. True. It is my problem with Nyla Rose. It is my problem with Brian Cage. Monsters don't need voice boxes. Monsters need to walk in the rain, fuck shit up, and leave. Yeah. I don't care why. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your backstory. Fuck you, Lars Sullivan. (laughs) <laughs> I know that was coming. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I the best monster. It goes back to our horror movie days. The best monsters, the best horror movie villains, are those you don't know shit about. Except Candyman. Candyman was the man. Candyman was the man. That was the exception right. to the rule. Exception to the rule. Because that was a great story before it was a great horror movie. It really was. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that aside, like Jason, like, yeah, I don't care. Just oh, go yeah. kill people. Cool. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, Michael Myers. Just, 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 just go. Just go. Like, those are the best monsters. The guys that just show up, you can't get away from them, and they fuck shit up. <laughs> That's why I, I will never let anybody call Brock Lesnar a monster because he's always been a beast, and there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. But, like, when Braun Strowman was on, like, 10. It, that's exactly the motto he had. He came in, fucked shit up, and he left. That whole year. That whole yeah, year where he was saying, like, He literally bank. just came in, fucked shit up, and that's it. Everybody yeah. said, every, and, and that's everybody, when Nyla was on point, when she was that, that person. Yeah. Putting, three pe- putting people through trailer, trailer, right. uh, the tables. When Brian Cage was like, like throwing people out of rings in Impact. That's all they really had to do when he showed up in AEW. You could even argue Lance Archer to a certain extent, but that's Jake the Snake. I'm not kicking him out of no bed. Right. If we're, if we're, gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna kick anybody off, uh, let's uh, let's get rid of Jr. and put Taz full time as your your announce. That's just my. I'm kind of over hearing Jr. I think Jr. did all right last night. I think he only messed up once. So this yeah, is I think like, he did all right last night. Okay, let's, let's stop. Well, let's, you know what? He, he actually admitted that he messed up, like, saying Cody Rhodes' name before he got the name. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like it, – Taz would be much better. Same thing like Samoa Joe, right? We enjoy – the only mm-hmm. reason why we would watch Raw is because of some crazy shit Samoa Joe would say because – He's actually selling the match more so than the actual writers. <laughs> yeah, but that would make me have to admit that he they won't wrestle again, and I can't do that yet. Well, no, I mean, but we know Taz. I mean, 
Yeah, Taz won't wrestle. Taz is not going to wrestle unless it's him. And he's definitely a better commentator than he is a manager. Absolutely. And I would, I would, I would watch Taz. I would, I would champion Taz to be the lead commentator on AEW. I, I would I'm, say this at this point, AEW has too many groups. Yeah. No, you're not wrong about that. And then, or at least lack of focus in which they're in, in their factions. There's a bunch of lack of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, the next episode, we should just dedicate it to AEW. And then each of us, and this is just a thought process. If you had to reboot them right now, AEW, how would you start it off? You know, kind of like reseed the entire company right now just to try to get everything the right way. <laughs> but Say, try to limit there's only one real glaring thing wrong with AEW. Oh, we know that. And we just talked about that. It's just everything else is just nitpicking. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't want to see the inner circle just expand unless the, like you said, like the intention is to break them up so that you can see. Santana Ortiz go off on the tag team arena. Mm-hmm. I, I can do without Jake Hager or Wardlow, to be completely honest. <laughs> I'm cool. I don't need to see either one of them. I feel like within a year, we need to see Santana and Ortiz reunite with Eddie Kingston. Hey, but you would have to get... That's why I kind of was like, all right, let's break up the inner circle. Let's start doing little things because shit, that would be fun. That would be incredibly fun to see. I'm looking for Penta L Zero to basically in a nutshell become the imposter of the group. Ooh. And just start taking people out. And let's just start getting this 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 storyline going. With how Pentagon is going to take over AEW. I'm for it. Because I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm still of the belief that these factions exist, so that we can kind of rotate people in and out of the singles division, and that sometime soon it'll be his turn. He kind of got roped into another group because Pac is gone, but they're doing, they're doing um, Penta versus. Um, Phoenix again this coming Wednesday. I have to believe that Pac is going to get involved some way somehow. I think they might have snuck him back to the U.S. I think um, you can travel now, man. You you can travel. So WWE proved it. So when Tony Storm showed up. I was like, okay. Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley's back, right? Well, Rhea Ripley's been in the states the whole time. She was she's in- she's been stateside the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but Pete Dunn. He done was the, the, the quick one because he got over here like in a week. Or, you know, from TV perspective, because he was just on UK TV like a week or so ago. So you can get it done. You might have to maneuver thanks. some flights, go to one place, then another place, then another place. And thanks for reminding me. Um, the last NXT UK takeover that took place over the past couple of weeks, you might want to go out of your way to watch that too. Yeah. Because there's a certain situation between Walter and what's this guy, Dragonoff? Yeah. Oh. 
Two, two guys I'd never want to be slapped in a chest by. Oh. Two guys I would enjoy watching them slap somebody in the chest. <laughs> you know, to the, to the guy who broke into Walter's rental car when he was in Chicago last and got away with his gear and his belt, oh, you are lucky he didn't catch you. <laughs> My gosh. And, and just, you want to know somebody who... is a difference maker in a, in an empty arena is Walter with those damn slaps. <laughs> you don't need to pipe in noise for that shit. No, no. It's like, I, I kind of took a deep breath. Like, like, you know, when you're anticipating getting slapped and you kind of go like this, mm-hmm. you tense up that every time I saw that, I was like, ha, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> held my chest. No, not again, sir. And And that was like, that was almost like a Japanese, like, um, um, strong style match. You know how they have like that portion in the middle where they just slap the mess out of each other. We saw that uh, during the last Wrestle Kingdom. Hmm. There was a match. Um, wasn't it Suzuki and uh, Moxley when they were going back and forth? Yeah. Well, I can take you back to oh, um, um uh, Tanahashi, wasn't it? He was involved in it. Um, what was the last one I watched? Sakura. They have these weird names. So it was like Sakura something. It was the one with um, the ticking time bomb versus versus Real Lee, and they smacked each other in the chest for like ten minutes straight. Oh. They smacked each other in the chest for ten minutes straight, and then they continue to have a balls to the wall match in which the slap into the chest play into different parts of the match and the finish. Storytelling. <laughs> um, but I think that's good for our, our AEW full gear review. Yeah. I mean, it was a solid show. Yeah. Like I said, if you, if you believe in the system, it was worth the 50 bucks, more so than the last pay-per-view. Um, as Sean said, it just makes you miss wrestling, miss being in, the, in that crowd, miss seeing that live and, you know, you got to keep hope alive that one day we'll get back to that point. Especially they're going to keep doing this. We're going to get a sweep at the for revolution. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. When that when that actually happens, it comes back. Not this coming up February, but next. Oh, February. I was going to say, man, what kind of plans you make? <laughs> twenty twenty vision, baby. Let's see, mm-hmm. you got. And it's funny when you say 2020 vision because this year's made you have to think ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because uh, when we sat in that second that second deck, I'm like, wow, these suites are fucking empty. <laughs> yeah, we'll fix that. <laughs> fix that real quick. <laughs> Big ballers. Let's talk about Paige. Yeah. Let's talk about how the pay, how the WWE cannot lose Paige at all. Look, look, big man, family. Your your president is leaving. He's gone. 
<laughs> Andrew Yang is coming. Yang Gang, baby. <laughs> That's. <laughs> and you have a, a a a problem on your hand with Paige. Um, somebody who you want to keep pretty happy at this point. Um, to get people caught up, we've we talked already about how the WWE was taking over superstar Twitch accounts, cameo accounts, the even, stand the third, even the mixer because they took away AJ Styles stuff. Well, mixer doesn't exist anymore. Oh, well, I mean, uh, you know what. Yeah, what he does. Yeah, yeah. He's on. He was on Twitch. He was on Twitch too. Okay. Yeah, but um. So I think this is like officially happened like the day before Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And there were a lot of sad goodbyes. Uh, me and Yum put up a goodbye message. Um, AJ Styles put up a goodbye message. Um, just to let you know that this was real. Everybody was kind of saying that this is just a suspension for the time being until we figure out what's going on. There were news reports about. Several AEW, um, several AEW, several WWE personnel that actually went to Vince to try to talk with them, reason with them, yell at them, cuss them out, and this was still happening. Um, some superstars will like us to believe that something better is coming along the way. Um, we do know that the WWE is most likely going to try to strike some sort of deal with Twitch. Um, so that basically all those revenue streams come through WWE first, and they will be allowed to distribute those. Uh, we also know that, as far as we know, Twitch streaming and and doing things like this will be counted towards a superstar's obligation, and it's going to affect their um, what do they call it? The backside back backside guarantee, I think it's called downside. Downside, downside guarantee. Thank you. The downside. Um, which is the guarantee amount of money that a superstar can make within a year. <laughs> um, um, and all the lights went out, except for Paige, who says, sorry, I don't wrestle anymore. They barely use me on television. If I can quote her real quick. Uh-oh. Yeah, she said, I'm fucking tired, man. I broke my fucking neck twice, twice for this company. Over-fucking-worked. I broke my neck, my fucking neck twice for this company. They don't realize that this community isn't about subs. We build a community and family where this is escape for a lot of people, including myself. And uh, she just as about a week ago, she vowed that she was going to continue, uh, continue streaming. And she, ha- and, and she has continued. Yeah. She said um, that she couldn't wrestle anymore. She worked so hard that she can't, her whole dreams were taken away and she had to have something that fulfilled that huge void that huge fucking void that she lost with wrestling and she's been really really successful with the twitch community yeah she's got one this is one of the more successful um channels in twitch in general not just amongst Mm -hmm. um wrestling personnel um it has a community that really loves and supports her um she did mention something a while back about unionizing or looking into unionizing I wouldn't put too much stock in that, and that's not the reason why I'm saying the WWE needs to keep her happy. I'm not worried about them unionizing at all. But if there's any one person who does these extracurricular things on the side that you do not want to leave in your company, well, I'll say two. I'll put two names up. 
Page and Xavier Woods. Yep. You do not want neither one of these people walking out of your company with what they can take with them. And even if it's just to keep it for themselves, but because we're in the realm of professional wrestling, we would like to imagine where they would take their audience. I think with Paige, there's another reason WWE doesn't want her to leave. And that's because of the story she could tell if she left. Speak on it. Um, Paige is unique in the sense that she has, unfortunately, been the subject of multiple situations where one could speculate she has been silenced about. Um, And pretty much the only thing that's keeping her from speaking out is her contract. And if that contract was ever to go away, she would have free reign to say whatever the fuck she wants. And she has hinted to some things very recently um, in regards to Alberto Del Rio. And one has to begin to wonder, what did the WWE know? Um, there's a couple other situations I won't get into that people are familiar with where again you have to ask yourself what did the WWE know so as it relates to Paige that is more of the story to me I personally don't think WWE is worried about Paige leaving from a business standpoint. Um, Mainly because of her limited physical ability at this point, if that is even a thing. Because remember, Daniel Bryan. I don't think it's such sort of thing. I mean, in terms of wrestling, I think that even she will admit that that's just something that she shouldn't do anymore. I get the shouldn't. But to me, that's about it. Now, when you say physical ability, I'm think it makes me think of, of other things much more than just professional wrestling. Yeah, which is spec. Yeah, on a, on a, on a, on a bigger thing, you know. This is a person that they, this is the person that the Rock got behind and made a whole movie about. But where's the Rock right now? Hmm. Where's the Rock? Oh, the, I mean, the Rock is sitting on top of a hill. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't. That's not a WWE hill no more. No, what I'm saying is that I don't think she's limited in the sense that she wanted to go in that direction. Oh, no, no, no. I, I agree with that. I'm just saying from a WWE perspective. From a, pro, from a superstar standpoint. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
there is not a reason for them that we can see for her. I put it like this. I could see why they don't see a lot of value in her. And I'm not saying that's right. I say I just can see it just based on WWE thinking, which is why they're not using her. Because if they see value in it, they're going to find a way to use you. Um, that's why I feel her va- value as it relates to WWE right now is her silence. Because, again, she could be the host of Talking Smack. She could be the host of, you know, whatever Raw Talk is, whatever the fuck that is. She could be the host of that, now that Renee is gone. There are ways to get people involved. Shit, Adam Pierce is involved. Mm-hmm. As I said, I, I, I'm not, and again, if they can get Pete Dunn over the, over the pond, they can get Paige over the pond. If Paige is sitting in a chair doing Twitch, it's because that's where WWE wants her to sit in that chair. Because if they wanted her to do anything else, they'd make it happen. That's just my feeling on it right now. Shit, she could be walking around being a manager for somebody right now. Like she was for the Kapika Warriors. She doesn't have to, she wasn't getting physically involved. She was perfectly safe in that regard. If she's sitting at home right now, that's where the WWE wants her to be. So the question is, why is that? Because if we see so much value in Paige, that means WWE knows that potential value is there. Paige has a fan base, a devoted fan base that has seen her through thick and fucking thin. They've seen her through Del Rio. They've seen her through others, you know, other stuff that, you know, we don't need to go, go into. Her family story is just more interesting than the other. Shit, her family was in the speaking out movement. Mm-hmm. Well, people need to understand that her family is 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 wrestling royalty, just like any other family. Correct. But I'm saying, with all this being said, she sits at home with her rock star boyfriend. And, and she's not Maurice popping out kids. Because I think if Maurice wasn't popping out kids, she'd be out there with the mess. Just like she was. Mm-hmm. So it, it may be time to ask ourselves, why is Paige being sit, is sitting at home? Now, if it's a Paige decision, that's a whole nother ball game. But based on her emotion, it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like she's accepted the fact that she's not going to get into the ring, but she still wants to work and be useful right. and of value. Correct. No, wrestling's in her blood, right? It's like it's, it's, it's the business hard. is in her blood. Yeah, hard to hard to get that out. 
hard to go cold turkey and Twitch is only going to help so much. The streaming is going to help so much, but it's not going to completely scratch that itch. Scratch that financial itch at 45 K a month. <laughs> Cause that's what she was making. Yep. And you know, um, we call it, we hope that everything's okay with her. Cause she's had a rough last 48 hours too. Uh, she did come out and detail everything that did happen with her and Alberto Del Rio. Then TMZ, of course, the bane of social media existence, goes and tries to get a quote from the guy. And now she's being threatened with lawsuits by Alberto Del Rio as he's facing life in prison himself. And then she had a stalker attempt to break in their home where her boyfriend ended up giving him the hands. <laughs> Luckily, he was there. And he uh, took care of business, but man, she's uh, hope everything goes well for her going forward, settles down and gets what she deserves. Okay. While we're on the topic of WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for those who under a rock, recently, Randy Orton became the 14th time world champion in WWE. And to many, this was a groaning type effect because it is commonly known at least from a Russell Universe standpoint. Randy Orton's considered to be a pretty boring <laughs> um, character. And I say, I use the word character on TV. Um, his wrestling style isn't spot monkey, mm. as some would say. Um, his matches are Typically long, typically um, slow, plotting matches um, as they are in pay-per-view. There are some that would say because he's been 14-time champion, he's been in the game for, I think, 20 years now, that Randy Orton is underappreciated as a legend in this business. I, I simply think of Randy Orton as the Kawhi Leonard of wrestling. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the things people say about Randy Orton, people say about Kawhi Leonard. People tend to say that Kawhi Leonard is a boring superstar in the NBA. He's not very emotional. He's not fiery. His style of play is not very flashy. But it's effective as fuck. Randy Orton, like Kawhi Leonard, also came up in a time where there was someone else who was considered to go. Kawhi has LeBron, 
Orton has John Cena. Both lead me to the thought process that both are underappreciated for their skill, per se. Because um, I've heard other wrestlers online or on interviews say, like, when it comes to being in a ring, one of the best people they've ever been in a ring with is Orton. Now, Orton has also been considered to be a jerk in real life to a lot of people, which may add to his, should I say, unappreciation from fans for his in rework. But just in general, I think it's time we recognize, at least from what we see on TV, or the art, as I would say, of Randy Orton, to start appreciating it. Because he's done it. He's done it for a while. He's consistently been one of the better characters on TV when it comes to WWE for at least the past 15 years, if not longer. But for some reason, no one wants to see him be champion. Which is interesting to me. So Kawhi, not Tim Duncan? No. Tim Duncan's loved. And Tim Duncan would not be cons- – Tim Duncan was never considered one of the best players in, his, in the game while he was playing, which is unfortunate in that regard, and I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think I agree with you. He was regarded as the top power forward in the game. Top power forward in the game, but top player in the game. You need to. You don't need to be a superstar in Popovich's system, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, you just made the same parallel with Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard was a product of Popovich's system. Correct. But then he went to Toronto and did it without Popovich's system. And failed to do it with the Clippers, a team of superstars. Correct. But was he not still the best player on that team? I think you're making my point for me. Like everywhere he's go, he's been arguably the best player on his team, yet not be recognized as one of the best players in the league. Like when people talk about best players in the league right now, when it comes to NBA, his name is like brought up like four fifth. Behind... LeBron, KD, might throw Curry in there. I'm just saying there's a lot of players that people say before Kawhi. And I think Kawhi's like two because of the two-way play. There's no better two-way player aside from LeBron right now in the game. Okay. I get it from that perspective. Um... I I, 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 mean, I, okay. I, you know, go ahead. Well, I mean, well, I'm, I'm about to talk about Randy Orton. Um, yeah, go ahead. There's a couple of things to dissect here. Um, for the most part, when I hear people 
not liking Randy Orton, the only legit complaint that I hear is the slow, methodical pacing of his matches. Um, I think the last time that him and Cena feuded, they kind of addressed a lot of those other issues in terms of him not being great, even though, you know, he was set up to be that way. Um, for me personally, Randy Orton peaked really early, and that wasn't his fault. They were so mad at Brock Lesnar leaving the company that they had to get a new youngest WWE heavyweight champion in the books. Um, but like the greatest things that Randy Orton would do wouldn't come to like much later. I would say right around the legend, the legend killer um, gimmick. Um, the industry in any company needs a Randy Orton. And the reason why a lot of people say they love working with Randy Orton is because he's a product of, of the, the triple H lineage of, of, of in-ring performing, um, knowing where you're at and where your opponent is at at any given time. You know what I'm saying? Knowing when to speed up, knowing when to slow down. Knowing how to work psychology into matches. Um, unfortunately, when you do those things, that's that 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 makes the match slow. That throws, you know, that slows down the pacing of a match. That's just the nature of it. But it's it's definitely a part of professional wrestling. Hell, think about the first what was it? The first ten minutes of the of the Young Bucks match. The first ten minutes of the Young Bucks match was almost a snore. <laughs> but that's that whole pacing, ring psychology stuff. That's a part of professional wrestling, unfortunately. And you need that balance. It's the company that he works for that misuses and abuses that. Um, here's, here's a good case theory for it. The first match between Edge and Randy Orton when Edge returned was the False Call Anywhere match. Right? right? That match had a lot of incredible spots in it. But people complain that that match just drug on too long. The second match between them was the greatest wrestling match of all time. I think we need that music if you're going to say that. Well, I'm, 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 I mentioned that for a specific reason because there's an epilogue to that. Right. Um, people will argue that this was a much better match. And that this damn near was the best, if not the second best match of the night of that pay-per-view. Both of those matches were the same length. That's the punchline of, of this whole situation. And the epilogue of the situation is that 
two weeks later, the the WWE itself put out a list of the greatest matches of all time, and this was number four. <laughs> so, to prove my point, it's the company that they work for that does the shooting of the foot of Randy Orton in these situations. Um, if it's not a foregone conclusion to you at this point, we're getting Randy Orton versus John Cena, 16 and 16, winner gets gets to break that record. And the reason why anybody would feel that way to just fall asleep at just the sheer thought of that is squarely on the company that they work for. And abusing what they had with both of these superstars. They both started at the same time. Obviously, you, you, you chose one, you know, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But you didn't know what you had with your, you know, your, your, your Dean Ambrose or your Seth Rollins. You know? You just can't trust this company to preserve legacies the way that legacies used to be preserved in this company and in the industry as a whole. You just can't trust them to do it. They ruin everything. <laughs> you know what's really funny right now, and you can't hear this? I don't know what's going on What my wife is watching, but it's like this real melancholy-ass music going on, and it's blending perfectly with what you're saying. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to put the, uh, the old-school Incredible Hulk theme to this? It was just like... <laughs> that's funny you know what the production value of the podcast is going to is increase <laughs> in due time in due oh time my God, we should we, be, we, music we, be so prepared for these moments uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean you you can't put you cannot trust this company to preserve legacies and that's why all of this is a grown right ready order beating Drew McIntyre for this championship and for this feud to kind of continue is the best thing to happen for this title, the best thing to happen for Drew McIntyre, you know what I mean? To put him in this program, this long program with this veteran who knows exactly what he's doing when he's inside of that ring. Now, the other sad part about this is that I don't think that when Edge comes back inevitably for Rumble or even WrestleMania, that their third match needs to have a title. I didn't think so either, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it. <laughs> it's Vince. Vince is going to do it. It's already written. Just like, just, like, just like when Goldberg wanted to come back, it had to be for the title for some dumb reason. And I was just reminded about that because I think what culture did like the top five um, greatest Jericho moments yeah. in wrestling history. And they talked about the, you know, the 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 storyline with him and Kevin Owens and how that was supposed to end up as a Universal title match at WrestleMania. Right. But it got bumped for Goldberg and um, 
Brock Lesnar for the title. Yeah. No, 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 no. That WrestleMania wasn't. Oh, it was Brock and. Yeah, it was Brock and Goldberg. Yeah, because that was a, that was the third match in that thing. Right. Yeah. Boo. So, moral of the story is Goldberg fucks up everything. <laughs> he is going to mess everything up because he is coming one. back. Yeah. He's on the contract for two two matches a year, and one of them is not going to be Saudi Arabia this year. Next and year. that's a set, you know, and this is the funny and not funny, whatever thing you want to call it. This is when we miss the Saudi Arabia shows. <laughs> because you know that contract was made for the Saudi Arabia shows. Yes. And that way they could throw those matches away in the Saudi Arabia shows instead of like major U.S. pay-per-views. It's not lost to me that we're finally, 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 finally going to say goodbye to The Undertaker because these shows are not happening. It's not lost on me <laughs> that we're, we're... As long as he's under contract, I am not. He is the, he, he, he is the new Ric Flair to me. Damn. I'm serious. I'm yeah. dead serious. I'm sorry. I'm, the only thing that would have made me think that he would actually ride off in the subject is him not be under contract. Because as long as he's under contract, you saw it in, the, in that last ride. If Vince talks to him a certain way, and Michelle McCool admitted it, all Vince has to do is talk to him, and he, he considers it. So if Vince can con- convince him that they can make it happen, He's not going to sit there and get paid for another, what is it, 15 years that he's on the contract for and not show up for anything? Bruh, stop. Oh, Randall, happy tidbit. The same people who, are, who worked on the last ride um, documentary series for The Undertaker are currently working on one for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, the guys that did the last dance one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Not some WWE shit. I want to see some. I want to see some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about that. What else? What else? What else? What else we got? Uh, shout out to Sasha Banks for winning the title. I think, I think on the other outline, I had like a whole Sasha Banks appreciation. Well, we'll just say it for now. Like, Salute to the queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had a damn good match on Friday, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, just, I, I guess, real quick, like, yeah, shout-out to Sasha Banks. Uh, second Grand Slam, um, Triple Crown in the same year. <laughs> um, Lady, uh, ladies are carrying wrestling. Yeah. And now she about to get that Disney money. Yep. <laughs> Mandalorian season two has debuted. I don't know if the, her episode has debuted yet, but no, she oh, well, she popped up at the end of the second. I haven't watched it yet because I purposely told myself I'm gonna let a few episodes pile up before I watch them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Apparently, she showed up at the end of the second. The second episode it's like, like a mystery. No one knows who she is yet. Got you. Mm, I don't. I've seen both episodes. I didn't see her at all. Maybe she was like, I don't know. I, 
I didn't see anything. I, well, I just I saw want, like I don't want to spoil it for you, but yeah, there's something major that pops up at the second. It's not Sasha Banks. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think I'll, you're, I'll I think you're still okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm gonna wait probably like four episodes in before I start watching it. Yeah, I got Claire into I, it, so she's. Yeah, I don't like when it comes to streaming shows. I understand why people do it, especially Disney, but I don't like the whole episode week by week thing. That's not what I pay for. Right, like with what the boys, all? I waited to the all when right I now. Want. That's why you put it there so I can consume it at my taking. Yeah, the way that I want it. Yeah, so they oh. like that. Great, this perfectly segues into my little rant about people who are crying about long AEW dark shows. Well, the the floor is now yours, sir. <laughs> On YouTube, why are we complaining about wrestling? Because we wanted more we wrestling. Do. We wanted more wrestling. We wanted to see more wrestling. We wanted to be seeing more in ring action. AEW is giving it to us in a YouTube channel. Stop it. You can stop. You can freeze it. You can watch (laughs) it on your phone. You can watch one match at a time. You can watch one match a day every week. Why are we complaining about the length of a YouTube show? I don't get it. Because there's nothing else to complain about. We can't go outside. (laughs) There's still three hours of Monday Night Raw. Right, there's still, pay- there, there's still pay-per-views that, that just go way over what they're supposed to. We've given up on Raw. Can I, can, I, can I play devil's advocate? Yeah. Because you rarely see these matches translate on Dynamite. I don't care about that. So? Yeah, I don't care about that. But that's, I mean, no. that's what we were, t- no. I mean. Two separate shows. No, don't care. I don't do that shit because so, so, you got so, I mean, to bring up the rest of the fucking brain. It no, can't look, be just fucking inner circle all the fucking time. Okay, look, here's my counter act to that. Okay, this is the dark show, right? Yeah. We all know what dark matches mean. Yeah. Yes. Right. The practice. Right. Yep. Not all of them are going to be great. Not all of them. So once you witness a match that's not great, you fast forward that bitch. Yeah, first going of to all. the next match. That you way, that, <laughs> that way you're not sitting there for three hours. Oh, I want to. I have to watch all three hours because I had to get the continuity of the storyline between there's AEW no, Dark and no BT. Storylines with these. Get the fuck out of here, bruh. Get out of here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Those bitching about AEW Dark should not be watching AEW. No. All right. This is how I compare. WWE is a comic book. AEW is a graphic novel. All right? There's more fucking to it. All right? If you want to keep up with the storylines, you're going to have to put your work in. If you want to just show up on Wednesdays and watch great, great wrestling, you can do that too. All right? But AEW has lore. Or at least they're trying to create lore. Mm-hmm. That lore goes from B- BTE. It goes from dark. It goes from other things that are out there because there, Sammy Guevara got his vlogs out there mm-hmm. that he does from time to time. Other people got other stuff they put on Miro with his, you know, Twitch channel. Like, if you really want to dig in deep, you're going to have to put your work and you have to grind. And they announced all 13 damn matches before dark airs so if that shit's too much for you don't watch that's like getting handed a book a book called dune 
And on the cover, it says it's 700 pages long. And then you read halfway through, like, this shit's too long. Dude, I've never told ahead of time. Just a friendly admission. I've never read Doom. No one's read Doom. I don't think anybody has, right? No one's read Doom. No. We're we're still waiting for the new movie to come out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's a game. Anybody said it's actually gotten through the books lying to you. All right. They're just lying. Or they tag team on it. I read this half, you read the other half. And then we'll talk about it. <laughs> Your continuity but, is going to be maybe some of the commentary that happens at the beginning of a match. Maybe it's going to be an angle that's, that's at the end of a match. Maybe it's going to be an interview, you know, say in between matches. That's where your continuity is going to lie. Your continuity is not going to lie in a rest hold and what, the first two minutes of a match. The other thing people need to realize about Dark, and if you can't appreciate it, fuck you. Dark has made stars that we would normally not see in wrestling. People have shown up at Dark basically off the street, meaning that we've never seen them before. We don't know who they are and made themselves to be stars. Anybody know who who Abaddon was before Dark? No. Exactly. Don't lie. Right. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Show me the receipt. But now Don't lie. Without the injury, she's one of the top wanted women wrestlers in AEW. There are a number of like who's that? Ben Carter guy? Yeah. Was wrestling on Dark for free and got himself a contract in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. Like people are making themselves to be stars off of Dark. A number of people have wrestled on Dark and Pressed the people watching and have gotten themselves real contracts. Shut up. If you want to complain about it, don't watch it. It's okay. We won't care. Just read, just read, you know, go ahead, read the, you know, Bleacher Report, Cliff Notes, and then you could join us on the chat. Yeah, stick to your no DQs and Whatever else that other site is. Go ahead and read your cliff no notes. Join us on the chat like you know what you're talking about. But don't, don't. don't bring that shit up, especially since I got yelled at during the podcast offline podcast. In caps. <laughs> In caps. <laughs> I think you are the president's really uh media team gonna send me a release in caps. <laughs> caps, son. Whatever, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Can I have can I have a mini rant? Go for it. Sports networks need to stop talking shit about breaking news like they did all last week with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. They're still fucking active. When one retires, then you can talk about them breaking the touchdown record. They're still in the league. Fifty five years and older. Hold on. Leave it alone. Hold on. But this is the funny thing about that. It's not breaking news. No, no. I was watching the game in which he did it. And they didn't even mention it in the game. It came up as a little scroll on the bottom. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) They didn't even mention it in the game. Like, the broadcaster was like, ah, he scored a touchdown. It wasn't until, like, later you saw breaking news. And it was was constant red at the bottom. I was like, motherfucker. And they they just had a little graphic on it on NBC playing cornhole. That Drew Brees has thrown three more touchdowns now. It's like, shut the fuck up. 
he's, Drew Brees is probably going to throw about 20 more the way that he's got his team. Mm. <laughs> Stop I don't it. know. He's going to have to throw farther than five yards. They're just they're so excited to get a little piece of news that they can report on in sports. Since it's just... in, in, yeah, in an era where we have no, nothing really going on. Yeah, It, it reminds me of that Mark Phillips um, video, that RDC World video, where he, they did like a skit of them being ESPN. <laughs> they were like, did we did we run all all NASCAR? Yeah, we ran all the NASCAR. Okay, start running anime. We ran all the anime. Yep, we ran all of this. We need some more content. Like, that, that was my favorite. It's not breaking news until one of them retires. There you go. You know what it's is breaking? Same news? thing. No, what is? And this is just a a, a testament of not giving up. That's Bryant last played hit, played in the NFL in 2017. He may not have caught a ball today, but he was on the field with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Congratulations to him. Isn't that crazy, the, the poetry behind that? That's just, that? He declined a multi-million dollar contract with the Ravens for millions of dollars and then ends up signing with them for the practice squad for $25,000 a week. You know what? Irony. Mm-hmm. Take in the NFL. I mean, why wouldn't you take the check? They can put you Brian. tomorrow. As does Brian. Yeah, I mean, does Dak Prescott? Well, Dak Dak got thirty yeah. guaranteed though for this year. Thirty guaranteed. Yeah. Well, he could have had a hundred guaranteed. He wanted a hundred twenty. He's still gonna get paid. I hope so, but it's the Cowboys, so I don't trust him. I don't trust any quarterbacks in Washington either. Poor Washington. Another quarterback with another broken leg the opposite way. Ugh. Ugh. And then the, guy, the last guy it happened to gets to, gets to come in for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet poetry. <laughs> and real, real talk, you know, I mean, tip of the cap to Alex Smith as well, you know, for playing his first significant snaps and what? Two years as well. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't win the game, but, you know, hey. He played his ass off, though. Played his ass off. Threw for 300 yards off the bench. With a, of, a, with a embarrassing receiving core that Washington has. But you did lose to the Giants, so you were really no excuse. Oh, you. <laughs> Danny Dimes. At least he didn't have to run 87 yards to fall down on his face again. <laughs> That's the new buff bubble, man. Real talk, that's the new buff bubble. Mm, no, the Jets are always going to jet. The Jets are going to jet. Yeah, yeah. Much. you can't, you can't, you can't get in front of that. Jets are always going to be jet. The Jets. Watch the game tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a game they win. Shout out to Gary V. Hey, he is hoping that the Jets stay affordable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they if the Jets are smart, they signed Gary V to motivational talk. Trevor Lawrence to go into the fucking Jets and not forcing his way out. <laughs> Real talk. I'd take Justin Fields over over Trevor Lawrence. It's interesting. It's an interesting take from the guy who wanted the new day to break up since I was seven. But it happened. Because <laughs> you put it out there finally. The universe had a bunch of shit going on. COVID. Just do it. It was like, I'm fine. 
It's like COVID, 93 hurricanes, and it's like, all right, well, this new thing, this new day thing is a, something new. Let's, let's, try, let's give it a try. And now it looks like it happened for nothing, which is so shitty. Well, it's the same thing with uh, the Iconics. You broke them out to push Peyton, and now they're back together. So, yeah, as the world turns. <laughs> world turns. Oh, we need some more melancholy music in the background. <laughs> know. You know what? No, it's it's. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to pop open the Anchor app, and then I'll hook up the Bluetooth because you know how we get that soft music in the background while we're yeah. recording. I'll right. just play that. <laughs> just play that during the entire podcast. It's like, oh man, I'll be having that going through my through my podcast. Yeah, I gotta go eat some dinner and then. Watch some more Among Us videos on YouTube. I ate dinner while you guys were expounding on some parts. So I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Bad. Thank you for being so eloquent. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> no, I said thank you for being so eloquent. Expounding <laughs> on parts. I mean, you guys, I mean, we, I mean, there was a lot of valid points made today, especially about full gear. We were very happy with full gear, considering, but yes. yeah. Let's see where it goes from here. I'll actually watch Dynamite on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out too. Because I, and, it's it's, it's kind of like those major pay per views, like with the other company that you want to watch the Monday night after it. Yeah, I watch I watch Wednesday to see where they go from here. What the where's the storyline going? And I'm gonna watch all 24 hours of of AEW Dark on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm quarantined. I might join you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a watch party like um. Like we did for Wrestle Kingdom. Hey, it's two o'clock. We got AEW darks on. <laughs> what match are you on? Fourteen. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, Rod. And with that being said, just remember that this podcast, the Watson Wrestling Podcast, isn't forever before the culture. Also, follow us on Twitter at We Are the Wise Men because we do want that smoke. You can also find us on Wise and Wrestling Podcast on the other platforms. And you're ready to listen to us wherever you are listening to us, courtesy of Anchor.fm and YouTube. Remember that attention is currency. You vote with your dollars. And even if you are a mark, make sure you leave a positive mark on this life. <laughs>